This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council On Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC On Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Hello everyone, we hope you all had a Merry Christmas and are going to have a good New Year. My name's Abby. And I'm Max. And we're here with the DMEC Youth Radio Show, where we have our four weekly podcast. I'm a dental student. And I am a medical student. And we come on here and talk about health issues from a student's perspective. And this is just a podcast where we like you to learn something new and just talk about topical issues. Um, So this time we're talking about COVID part two. We've already done a show on this, but we felt like there were some more things to talk about. There's always stuff unfolding around COVID. And recently they've announced that people can get booster shots. So we thought we'd just come back and do a part two of what we already talked about. Yeah, and just at the start, we're we're just going to say everything that we're about to say will have a few asterisks. Everything is always evolving, new research is being made. So make sure that that you keep up to date with the latest words from the government and different experts. Because while everything we're saying is true at the time, this will probably quickly change as new things unfold. Yeah, for example, in our last podcast, we spoke about how we may or may not need a booster shot and then maybe a week later the government announced that you do need a booster shot so (laughs) that was a bit awkward but yeah things are always coming out and we obviously don't know what's going to happen until people tell us really. Yeah okay so let's get right on into it. So what is a COVID variant? People are always talking about different strains, Alpha, Delta, this new Omicron variant, what are they actually meaning? So, Abigail, what's actually going on here? Yeah, so I think um, a good analogy for this is thinking about evolution and mutations. So, for example, let's say we have two monkeys, let's say orangutans, which are the same species, but one of them has a mutation, which means it has longer arms. And this is great for that monkey because it can then swing through the trees faster than the other one. They're the same species, but their DNA is slightly different and it gives one of them an advantage over the other. And this is the same thing with COVID and the different variants. So all COVID is the same virus, but there are slight differences in its genetics, which mean some of them are more infectious than others, and also some of them are less infectious than others. But we don't hear about those because obviously they're not causing massive infections across the world like something like Delta is doing. So that's kind of what variants are. It's the same virus, it's just slightly different, which affects how it infects people and how it presents when you catch it, and how long it stays in your body. Okay, I see. 
So there's the same species, but they have different characteristics on a very small level that can alter how effectively they can uh, grow and infect other people. So how do these things actually work? You mentioned mutation, but how does mutation actually make changes? Yeah, so it all comes down to the genetic code, which is inside every cell. So for us, we have DNA. Um, For COVID, they have RNA, which is slightly different, but the same principle. It just has a very slightly different sugar in its makeup. So RNA is like DNA, it's the template of all the cells, the building blocks, it encodes um, all your cells. So a virus will enter a cell and it'll make copies of its RNA, which basically builds new viruses until they burst out of the cell and do the same thing over and over again in other cells. And this is what a viral infection is. And Sometimes there are mistakes which happen in this copying of RNA. Um, It's quite rare because, you know, the enzymes which copy RNA are very accurate, but because it's happening at such a high frequency, it means mutations do occur. And these mistakes mean that one small part of the RNA gets changed. And most of the time, this doesn't mean anything. It happens inside ourselves all the time. Sometimes it just has no effect whatsoever. Sometimes it could be a bad effect and it could result in the cell dying. And sometimes it can be a beneficial effect, like in the Delta virus, where it makes it more infectious, which is what a virus wants, is basically to infect. So from that point on, the genetic code is then different, and this will be passed on to all the future viruses which replicate, which is how it ends up spreading to multiple countries. Okay, so this is then quite similar to the influenza virus, uh, because with the influenza virus, it mutates really fast. And so from year to year, there can be some pretty big change in how the virus will operate. So this is why we need to take a different uh, vaccine each year, which is tailor-made for the slight variant in in the influenza virus. And it's the same principle with the COVID vaccine. As we're finding out, things are constantly changing. And now we know where the variants are coming from and how they come about. We're going to talk about each new variant specifically that we've heard about recently. So the first one, the biggest one that's on everyone's minds, I think, is the Omicron variant, which is one of the newer, scarier ones. Yeah, so this one was was first detected pretty recently, back on the 11th of November. So um, very quickly, the World Health Organization uh, considered it as a variant of concern. Uh, This means that the variant might have a higher transmissibility, might cause more intense disease, and it's possibly going to be less likely to respond to vaccines or treatments. But of course, because this was only discovered very recently, researchers need more information and more time to confirm these factors. Mm. What we know right now is that it seems that Omicron causes a higher risk of reinfection, compared to other variants, which means you're more likely to get COVID again after you've already had it with this variant. And luckily, 
Um, although this variant does have different RNA to the original COVID, this hasn't affected um, how well we can test for it. Current tests are still effective at finding cases of Omicron. Yeah, so regarding how you can get reinfected, it seems that these breakthrough infections are still quite possible, even if you've had your two shots of the vaccine. However, the good news is that while we may still get infected again, the vaccine and boosters are very effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalizations, and death. So even if there is an Omicron outbreak, it's still very important to get your vaccinations and booster shots as recommended. And of course, you know, social distancing and wearing masks are highly effective at keeping you and your whanau safe from this, as well as all of the other variants that we'll soon be discussing. So despite us not having the, the incredibly high rates of effectiveness that we see against the Delta variant, the vaccine does still have a great effect on the Omicron variant, with more research being needed to get these definitive numbers. And moving on to another variant, it's one of the older ones. Well, older, all of this is pretty new, but (laughs) compared to Delta and Omicron, this is older. It's the Alpha variant, which is kind of one of the first variants we heard about back in late 2020. And this was found in southeast England. Um, It's estimated that it makes the virus up to 70% more transmissible, meaning it can spread a lot more easily than just plain old COVID. Yeah, some research has suggested that this variant can cause a higher risk of death, but this evidence isn't particularly good. Uh, it's quite interesting how um, how the mutation actually works. So we, as we talked about in our last episode on COVID, about the spike proteins that cover the outside of the virus. This is what helps the virus infect our cells. So this is also what the COVID-19 vaccines target. So when a mutation occurs that changes the spike protein, it could raise some concerns on how effective the vaccine will be for that variant. However, uh, these vaccines are still effective. They target uh, lots of different parts of that spike protein, making antibodies for a variety of different parts of those spikes. So it's very unlikely that a single mutation will cause the vaccine to be less effective, as it still provides these high levels of protection that we need. Yeah, and then another variant which, to be honest, I haven't really heard much about, it hasn't really been a big one, um, is the beta variant, which appears to spread more easily than the original virus, but it doesn't seem to cause worse illness, which is probably why we haven't heard much about it. Yep, a similar story is with the Gamma variant. This was fairly early on, first detected in January of 2021. It seems to be more contagious than those earliest strains, and it may be able to reinfect people who've already had COVID in the past. Uh, Perhaps it it helps um, evade antibodies, uh, and it's still very unclear on what changes have been made. But rest assured, the vaccine still appears to be highly effective against this variant. But of course, as with all things related to COVID, more research is needed. 
And then on to the next one, which I'm sure is everyone's favorite. We've heard about this one the most out of all of them. That's right, you guessed it. It's Delta. Yeah, the most exciting one. Uh, this was first seen in India in December of 2020. So what's quite important to note here is that a lot of our vaccines have sort of been tested against Delta. Um, so when we talk about vaccine effectiveness, often we mean effectiveness against Delta. And it's been found that, um, that for Pfizer, uh, having the two doses of their vaccine after two weeks after that second dose, it is 88% effective. And if you only have a singular dose after three weeks, you, it is only 33% effective. So this really does show how important it is to get both of your doses as soon as you're eligible for the best protection possible. And as with one of the other variants, this variant also has changes to the spike protein, which may make the Delta variant up to 50% more transmissible than other COVID-19 variants, which is pretty scary. It means you're 50% you're more likely to spread this variant around than with normal COVID per se. So for people who haven't had the COVID vaccine, the Delta variant may also cause more severe illness than the original strain of the virus. And it's also pretty nasty in that vaccinated people can also get what's called a breakthrough infection, like we talked about before, but they're less likely to be seriously sick or to die. So vaccination really is the key here. Yeah, not a particularly pleasant variant. A lesser known one, a slightly more pleasant one, is the Mu variant. <laughs> I wouldn't say pleasant. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Uh, it was first spotted in Colombia in January of 2021. And since then, it's been running across South America and Europe. Uh, the World Health Organization says that this variant has, has mutations that may make our vaccines and immune systems less effective against it. But while the World Health Organization believes that it may pose an emerging risk, it currently isn't quite as bad as our variants of concern, like the Alpha, Beta, Gamma, or Delta. Yeah, so those are kind of the big ones that we may or may not have heard about, but there's also a few more. I know that was a lot, but wait, there's more. Um, so there's some kind of random ones that I've never heard of before. I don't know about you, Max. Yeah, uh, I only really found out these ones while I was doing the research for this. So there's R1, Epsilon, Theta, Zeta. Don't know if, if I'm even saying those correctly because I haven't really heard of them before. Uh, these are other variants around the world that are being monitored, but they aren't really much of a concern as those heavy hitters that we've been discussing earlier. Yeah, and I think listing all of these variants really puts in perspective how much COVID can change because it's only really been around for just coming up two years now and there's already heaps of variants and we've had lots of waves of infection and it's making a huge impact all across the world. Yeah, so in the future we can really expect that the virus that you know causes COVID will probably keep on changing and mutating. Experts are very likely to find new variants in the future and frankly it's quite impossible to predict 
how these changes might affect what happens in regards to how effective our current vaccine is or our current public health measures like the traffic light system. But we'll be able to work through it as we have over these last couple years and we'll be able to figure out what we need to do and all work together to figure it all out. So because everything's changing so much, um, it makes the booster shot really essential to keep us up to date with the newest variants. So recently the government announced that if you are 18 years and older, you'll be able to access a booster um, six months after your first course of vaccine. So that's after your first two shots. So from the date of your second shot, six months later, you can get the booster. And the Pfizer vaccine is what's being used to provide the booster shot in New Zealand. It doesn't matter which vaccine you had initially, if you had AstraZeneca or any of the other ones available, you will receive the Pfizer vaccine as your booster at the moment. So the big question, why do we need to get the booster? What is the benefits? Why should we bother? So... Fully vaccinated people who've had their first course of vaccines, they still remain well protected against serious illness and are much less likely to get the disease than those who are unvaccinated with or without the booster. So while boosters are recommended for anyone who has had their second dose at least six months ago, there is no rush or requirement to get one. However, do keep in mind that current evidence shows that the antibody levels these are the parts of our immune system that prevent us from getting the disease or getting really sick from it, do actually decrease from six months after the second Pfizer dose. So this means a reduction in protection, particularly after that six-month period. Yeah, so it's not like after six months your initial vaccine expires and stops working. It's more like, say a hand sanitizer, which does have an expiry date. It doesn't stop working after that point. It just becomes less effective at killing germs. And it's the same thing with the vaccine. Okay, so we've said our part, but let's look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie, hopefully. So (laughs) Pfizer has released their, their preliminary trial data, and this says that the booster dose showed a relative vaccine efficacy of 95.6% against mostly Delta variant disease when compared to those who didn't receive a booster. So while at this stage there's no data available on the duration of protection against infection and disease following a booster dose, so it's quite unclear on whether or not you'll need a second booster to keep your protection maximised after your first booster wears off, just because we haven't really had the time frame to see how time affects booster protection. So watch the space for that, and we may be needing more boosters in the future. So going back to the Omicron variant, which is very new, um, there's still a lot that's not known about the effectiveness of the booster and how it interacts with the other variants, including Omicron, but there is new information coming out every day as people look more into things. Um, Currently, people are divided on when the booster should be given Um, in different countries. For example, it's given after six months in New Zealand, it's given after five months in Australia, and after three months in the UK. So the experts are divided. And 
The reason for this difference is that in the UK, we've seen large um, infections of Omicron and this booster shot is very effective against Omicron. So they have pushed it forwards to try and get the most amount of people protected as possible. Whereas in New Zealand, we aren't struggling with Omicron, so we can afford to wait that bit longer to give people the booster shot. So Omicron is the buzzword right now. And it's been shown that having two shots of the vaccine is effective against hospitalization and death. But as we said before, it's a lot less effective in preventing infection in the first place compared to the vaccine against Delta. But with the booster shot, your body's antibody count rises to a level that offers a lot more protection against infection from Omicron. So basically, if you just have the vaccine, you're less likely to get sick and die, but you will possibly still get Omicron. Whereas if you have the vaccine and the booster shot, you're less likely to get Omicron in the first place. Yeah, and of course, at this stage, new research is being conducted and published all the time. So while all we're saying is true at the time of recording this, it's very important that you keep in tune with the latest from the government and experts on what protections and measures are best for you and your family. So that kind of concludes the more sciencey portion of our podcast. Now we just wanted to talk a bit more about what's going on in New Zealand currently. So at the time of us recording this, there are four cases of Omicron in New Zealand. By the time you're listening to this, there may potentially be more. I wouldn't be surprised if there were. Um, With COVID, it's kind of always been a case of when a new variant will arrive, not if a new variant will arrive. We were all just waiting for Delta and it came here and did its thing. And then we were waiting for Omicron, and now it's here as well. Currently just in MIQ, but I think we're all expecting that we'll have an outbreak in the community at some point next year, if not this year. I mean, there's a few days left. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, so while it gets more and more common internationally, we can expect it to keep bashing against our border. So while... Everyone's doing really well at doing full genome sequencing at the border, putting everyone into managed isolation. It's all very effective, but as as we all know, it only takes one to get through the cracks and then it can spread and spread and spread. So, as always, it's very important to keep on top of contact tracing, sign in when you go out, wear masks, social distance to two metres... Uh, and just obey your traffic lights in your in your regions. And a lot of the time, the slipping through the cracks is nobody's fault. Like, a lot of the um, Delta cases which we saw, these were people who had tested negative and been released from managed isolation, but were still infecting people. And, I mean, what do you do in that situation? You can't just hold people in isolation for six months just in case, even though they're negative, they still have COVID. So, yeah, I think it's just really important to appreciate everyone's doing their best here. And also to just remember that whilst COVID is something we're living with and it's just part of our day-to-day lives now, it's still a serious thing and people all over the world are still dying from it every day so we have to really kind of just be respectful of COVID I think. Yeah it's definitely been a very long year it's been a 
trying time, but now is definitely the time to all come together, even though we're social distancing, and mm. to <laughs> just uh, keep our spirits up. Yeah, I think everyone thought there's no way 2021 could be as bad as 2020. And I don't think it was, but I don't know. It hasn't been a great year either, to be honest. It's kind of like, when is this going to end? And I think it won't end, but we can learn to live with it. But the good news is that next year, our podcast has some very exciting things planned. We have some guests who we have planned to come in. We have some experts who we've been talking to. So no matter what happens, at least this podcast will will be going strong. (laughs) Even if we're infected with COVID, we will bring you the podcast. So just before we head off, we wanted to let you know um, how you can book your booster shot or even your first vaccine if you're slow on the uptake. You can still get it, don't worry. So you can book an appointment to receive your booster or your vaccine um, at bookmyvaccine.nz or you can just stroll on into a walk-in clinic um, at a pharmacy or GP. Um, And if you're unable to book online, you can call the COVID vaccination healthline on 0800 28 29 26. And this is also a healthline you can call if you feel like you just want to chat to someone to get some more information on the vaccine and just talk about some thoughts you have. Wonderful. So that concludes our episode on the different strains and booster shots, why it's important, what they are, how they happen. I hope that you've learned something, that it wasn't too technical or too boring, but there's always plenty of new information always coming at us. So keep your ears to the ground and keep finding out all of the latest and greatest things about our favourite virus. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you all had a really great Christmas um, with your family, if you can, or over Skype, if you can't. Um, And the new year's coming. Surely it's only up from here. So have a great new year, and we'll see you again next year with our latest podcast. Thanks for listening. And see you next year.